thank you for taking the time out to listen to this SME SOS podcast special. I hope that through this series, I can help those who own small businesses, as well as those dreaming of being their own boss through this most difficult time. I'd like to thank NatWest, Dell, 3 and Royal Mail for joining us in supporting the small business community at this unprecedented time and helping to bring this free podcast to life. Bow your head and let your eyelids close on down where we're going you won't need to bring I started last week with a bang by welcoming John Vincent, the co-founder of Leon. I'd only had a brief phone call with him a few weeks ago, but in those few short minutes, I knew we'd have so much to share that I had to get him on for my SME SOS expert slot, and he did not disappoint. Leon, for me, has been a brilliant example of decisive action by business in this crisis, with a mission to not only keep the business alive, but also to do good. They moved quickly to set up Feed Britain, an initiative which turned Leon stores into mini markets, as well as connecting food suppliers who would ordinarily be supplying restaurants with customers. This was a way John could help these suppliers who are going through hell right now, as most restaurants are closed. Leon has also launched Feed NHS with the aim to raise as much money as possible for NHS trusts to get hot, healthy meals to the NHS teams on the front line. And so far, they have raised over £1.1 million. His interview was one of the most informative and deeply thought-provoking that we've had on so far. With an interest in martial arts and Buddhist principles, you can see this belief throughout his approach to business and it's just simply fascinating. Here he is. I just wanted to ask, because what you have done, you've basically pivoted Leon, and, and lots of us have read about it in the newspapers, but it would be just an honour for you to tell us how you went through that. Would you mind telling uh, us the story? One of the things I've observed across the last few weeks is that if your business is set up and the purpose is to make money... Sometimes when you have an existential crisis like the one we've had, the clarity and the touchstone of what you have as a, as a central organising idea, if it's to make money, then you actually don't know what to do. But because our touchstone has always been to make it possible for everyone to eat and live well, it suddenly became clear to me that, number one, we had to serve the people and we'll come on to this later, right? But the people yeah. that we've been given the we've given the fifty percent discount to from the NHS, suddenly when everybody closed, we were the only people left on the high street, and suddenly the NHS teams were dependent on us. So it became really clear. Number one, and it's, this was totally supported by my number, my biggest investor, Ferson. He said, "This is the time when we have to do what is right for society," and he said, "We have to look after the people that are looking after the people." The second thing is that suddenly we had lots of people at home who couldn't get access even to supermarkets. And that's changing a little bit, although I think it's going to get a little bit bad again. I'll explain why if we've got time. And so suddenly we thought, you know, we have to. We've got a collapsing industry in the restaurant industry, all the farmers and wholesalers and suppliers who traditionally served restaurants. They're going under. They're losing jobs. We cannot allow this whole industry to fail. So Feed Britain became a very obvious way of creating an e-commerce platform 
that linked all of those suppliers uh, who were otherwise failing with people in their houses that needed the food. And then thirdly, I knew that we had to do something to try and save Leon jobs because none of us want to be leaning on the taxpayer to furlough our teams. Yes. It doesn't fit right if we, don't, if we don't have to do it. And so I wanted to try and keep Leon open and to accelerate all of the things which I'd always wanted to do. So I've said to the board, right, I can't yeah. have the board telling me what to do. I can't have investors telling me what to do. And so what I was able to do is to act on instinct, not overthink, go back to the purpose, which is to make it easier for everyone to eat and live well, act on instinct and, and do what was really quite obvious at the time. So, I mean, I can tell you a funny story if you're around, but my, um, my daughter said, oh, uh, your Otty's on the line who works at Leon. And it was a message saying, oh, we're in the meeting. I was like, what is this meeting? And I went over to my Microsoft Teams thing and it said, there are 92 people on this call. And I went, oh, shit, I arranged an all head office, all managers call. So I basically had about one second to define what my strategy was. And, and that's what came out. This is it. It's that instinct that kicked in. Tell me, you then switched everything around, didn't you, for Feed Britain? How was that whole journey to try and do that? Because I can imagine very difficult. Um, yes, I could not believe the speed at which my team turned the restaurants into supermarkets. And on Feed Britain, and you know this yourself, Holly, and you I gave did. me some advice. I'd like to say thank you for the advice that you gave us. Oh. You know, we were told it would take three months to set something up on Shop Shopify Plus for the Feed Britain yes. site. Uh, and we did it in two weeks. That, I mean, most corporations, they look, after 18 months, they look at their projects and they realise, shit, we failed, right? <laughs> I just think we've got the most unbelievable opportunity now to get the whole team, all of our teams galvanised with a clear focus, with a clear deadline, with a clear need and getting people energised to deliver. I tell, you what, I tell you what I've pursued. I've pursued the, the squirrel, beaver, goose principle. I've written about it in a little book that I wrote called Winning Not Fighting. And I think a lot of people are creating war rooms right now. And I think that's the wrong mindset. Because if we're thinking about fighting and we're thinking about war, it, a, it's not good for our own immune system. Our immune system needs to fight the bug, not us. We need to be relaxed as we do it. But what I think we I've tried to do is to learn from nature and the metaphors of nature, not the metaphors of war. So Leon doesn't have any war room. We have a, like a collaboration room. Uh, and it's very much based on the squirrel, beaver, goose. I don't know whether any of the people watching this know the no, story. No, tell us. It's the gung-ho book, if anyone wants to read it. There was a woman in a factory in America, and she was sent to the worst performing factory in the whole of the network of this, this corporation. And she saw, oh my God, this is a terrible assignment. I'm going, I'm probably going to fail. This is probably the end of my career. There was one department in the whole place that was working well. And it was the finishing department in this giant kind of manufacturing uh, factory. Yeah. And she said, how do you do it? And this person said, my grandfather was a Native American. I'm a Native American. And he taught me the squirrel, beaver, goose. And, and she said, what is this? And they said, he said, well, squirrels know their job is to get nuts. The yeah. beavers self-assemble to do it. And then the geese fly in V formation and they cheer each other as they go. So what I've done in this situation is I've tried to not micromanage. I've tried to create a clear owner for Feed Britain, for the supermarkets, for Feed NHS, and to say, right, here are the nuts. Here's the nuts you need to go after. 
please turn the restaurants into shops. Please yeah. self-assemble without any direct command and control. And thirdly, yeah. the idea is that the geese honk the leader. They honk each other. They find the little positive things that energize the leader because the leader oh. is taking the majority of the airflow. Does that make sense? Yes. So literally, yes. the squirrel beaver goose is explain what the objective is, encourage yes. people, get out of the way so people can self-assemble to do it. And thirdly, yes. constantly find the little things. Every Leon restaurant has a gob book, which is glimpses of brilliance. So every time something good happens, the team will write down in the gob book, glimpse of brilliance book, something good that happens because yep. it reinforces the good. So we've got people listening who are small businesses and everything you're saying there is just absolutely golden nuggets, I call it. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, the Thoughtful Potter, how does um, he keep his focus and motivation going? It's something I'm struggling with at the moment. And I think a lot of small businesses, you know, they, they've never been through anyone. Well, none of us have been through anything like this. Talk to me about how you keep that motivation and focus. So I think not being a perfectionist is the first rule right now, because we are yeah. none of us are superhuman. The other thing I would say is, however, people in small businesses, we are the business and, and we know what to do. So you've got to get yourself in the state of putting away the fear. They need to be doing the things that they've always known they should be doing. All of the fucking things that you can do, right, uh, you've got in front of you. Basically have a spring clean of your business. Yeah. And to have at the same time a spring clean of yourself. Yeah. And to recognise that when you're a small business owner, you are synonymous with your business. Wing Chun, the, uh, the Taoist and Zen Buddhist principles of Wing Chun say, we have a true self. That mm. true self is not to be developed. It's, it's a true self to be uncovered when you strip away the fear. We're dusting off all the crap that's been getting in the way of our true self. So we have to come back to mm. what are the complexities that we have created in our business that are holding us back and not allowing our business to discover its true self? What are the people who've been holding us back energetically that are not allowing our business to be our best self? This yeah. is about sticking with your fundamental initial purpose. I really loved speaking to John. His words have really stayed with me and I loved his analogy of using this time to spring clean your business. I think he is so right. We can utilise this time to act decisively, push aside the fear and harness that feeling to forge ahead. I often talk about not getting stuck in the smaller tasks, the ones that are so easy to get ticked off that to-do list and make you feel good. There is no better time than now to focus on the things that will significantly move your business forward. Clear away all the parts of the business you've accumulated along the journey and drill down into the top priorities and just get going.
After speaking to John, I could immediately see why Leon is the success it is. As a brilliant idea and two friends who shared that energy and drive as the founders behind it. So I thought only apt this week to share a clip from the wonderful Henry Dimbleby, co-founder of Leon. It is no coincidence after hearing John's philosophy of focus and action that Henry shared this sentiment in his letter to his younger self. If you decide to set up a business like me, don't feel you have to. Move fast and worry less. It's a bit like trying to make your way across a frozen river. Your instinct, if it's similar to mine, which I guess it is, will be to work out where the weak spots are, plot out the best routes, build bridges over thin ice. Meanwhile, a bunch of other crazy motherfuckers will just run across. Some of them will fall through, but the others will beat you across the river. I do actually know what you'll be thinking. What if I am one of the ones who falls through? Well, I have two answers to that. First, it's not a frozen river under that ice. It's a mass of warm, compassionate arms of your friends and family. Second, who do you think you are? If you don't succeed in changing the world, someone else will. Not everyone can be Steve Jobs, and as far as I can make out, he wasn't even very happy. But I do know that you'll be super miserable if you don't give it a go. Each week, NatWest give away their ad break space on conversations of inspiration. And now, when small businesses need our support more than ever, they have extended this opportunity across this podcast special. And if that wasn't enough, I am thrilled to announce that NatWest will be giving six ad break winners their own bespoke business mentoring package, including one-to-one mentoring and coaching sessions. For more information, head over to holly.co. And now, over to this week's brilliant independent ad break winner. My name is Comets Curry and I help my mummy run Bon Tot. Bon Tot is the coolest kids shop in the galaxy. It's the coolest because it has dummies and rattles for babies, stuffed toys for toddlers and really cool clothes and toys for big kids like me. I really love Bon Tot because it doesn't harm nature, mother or mother earth or humans and that's important to me. We have a shop in Edinburgh and you can always shop online at bon-tot.com. Cece, out. Hi, I'm Christina Curry, Cece's mom and Bon Tot founder. One thing Cece didn't mention is our new buyback program called Bon Voyage, where you help us close the loop on sustainable fashion retail. For more information, visit our website at bon-tot.com. guest I welcome to SME SOS was in fact my own life coach and mentor of 10 years, Nicole Smart. I've realised over the years as a founder that in order to thrive, you need strong foundations and relationships around you. And in order to achieve that, you need to both understand yourself and those around you. Nothing throws you off track more than an argument with a loved one and certainly in lockdown, everything is magnified. So it's why I felt it was so important to bring this insight into our business conversation. 
A relationship expert, she is utterly brilliant and gave so much of her time and insight into the biological makeup of our personalities. She explained that everyone will have one of four predominant chemicals in their brains, which will determine their core personality traits. She explained that these are oestrogen, who you typically describe as a green personality, nurturing and driven by strong relationships with those around them. Testosterone, often described as a red personality and driven by competition and success. We also have blues, whose chemical makeup is predominantly serotonin, and these personalities will often be described as introverted and methodical. And then the final personality Nicole explained was driven by dopamine, yellows, who very much like their colour are full of sunshine, excitement and optimism. Of course, Nicole explained these in much more detail, and it was truly fascinating fascinating as she then went on to explain exactly how each color interacts with another so if you are a yellow for example and your partner is blue your ways of communicating with each other will be at complete odds nicole guided us through this and went on to explain how to resolve conflict between colors i learned so much with all those watching commenting on how it felt like a free therapy session the full interview will be available to watch later this week and I do urge you to have a look. But in the meantime, here is a short clip of Nicole explaining the three key elements to any happy relationship. Well, there are some scientists who specialise in love and they put, have put people into brain scanners, couples into brain scanners. What they found was that the couples who have been together for long periods of time happily have got higher levels of three of three chemicals in the brain than the average person and those chemicals are oxytocin serotonin and dopamine now oxytocin is what's known as the deep attachment chemical what creates oxytocin is intimacy then serotonin let's have a look at what produces serotonin as a couple when we have a positive thought, a happy thought, a chemical fusion takes place and that chemical fusion releases serotonin. We all need a certain amount of, of serotonin release throughout a day for us to maintain our mental health. So another thing that you can do in lockdown to nurture a happy relationship is respect each other appreciate each other but the second thing you can do to produce serotonin we now know that when we are at one with nature this produces serotonin in the brain so the last one on dopamine is yep. do fun things together new activities together that produces dopamine so if by doing all of those things you are producing oxytocin, serotonin and dopamine together. You are doing everything you can to nurture those happy relationships. I just find the whole area of personalities so interesting. And as a founder with a team, understanding how my team works is so vital. So I really do use the principle both at home and at work. And as I said, Nicole shared so much brilliant information. And after the talk, also shared some exclusive content, all designed to help you work out your own colours and someone else's. I will be sharing it all on the brand new Holly and Co. Community Facebook group 
group later this week. If you haven't joined our new group yet, please do. We've had over a thousand wonderful members join us in the past seven days and I have been overwhelmed by the most brilliant businesses who have joined, but also the kindness and the support that is already so evident throughout the community. My final interview of the week was with Joe Fairley, the founder of Green and Blacks, who I met earlier this year for Conversations of Inspiration live in Harrogate. She is an avid supporter of small businesses and a big champion of her local independent community in Hastings. We covered a whole host of subjects in our chat, but the fact that she built Green and Blacks during the recession is really important to remember. I also built Not on the High Street in a recession, and there is certain Certainly something to be said for the discipline needed for building brands in these times. I really do think there is so much to be learnt right now that can be applied throughout our business careers. Joe, it's been so lovely to see your lovely face. Um, just tell me before we start chatting how you personally are, how how you found this time. What I've been doing is trying to focus on all the things that I talk about. When I talk to audiences like like your audience about the importance of giving yourself enough TLC, and it's never been more important than now. So, actually, at the moment, because it gets light so incredibly early, I'd be going for a walk at five thirty in the morning. Um, yeah, I did think I was going to be the only person out there, but I'm not. But yeah. it, it saves me kind of coming up against the kamikaze cyclist. Um, but so that sets me up for the day. I get my 10,000 steps, so I feel okay. I've done tick. Um, I'm taking my vitamins religiously. I do 10 or 15 minutes every morning with my Calm.com app. And, you know, I think it's never been more important. I'm trying to eat sensibly, although I have broken the habit of a lifetime and I am having a drink on school nights on the basis of that there are no schools. So there are no school nights. <laughs> but I am looking after myself. And I think that everybody yeah. has to do that always. It's very, very important. You should never feel guilty about it because you're no good to anybody if you're running on empty. And mm. it's just never been more important than right now. Tell me about your local area, Hastings, because I know it's an amazing independent place. Have you seen anything come out of that time in terms of innovation or is it quite a bleak outlook? I don't think it is bleak. I mean, who knows what's going to happen at the end of it. But what we've seen is incredible resourcefulness. And, you know, Green and Blacks was started by me and my husband, Craig Sams, in the middle of a recession. So we had to be amazingly resourceful from the very beginning. We were yes. We were lean. We were mean. We didn't waste money on anything. We were amazingly resourceful. And that is what this has done to small businesses, is made yeah. them pivot. Yeah. It made them think, how can we do this? So, for example, quite a few retailers, they're putting their stuff online. They're sharing that through social media. And, you know, even if we're local, we're, we're, we're buying it to keep them going and to support them and, and try to spread the word. And so actually, I've been doing Christmas shopping. I know it's only April, but I feel that if I can't justify spending money on myself, then I can actually justify spending it on other people. So I have been buying presents and I have been trying to support those 
retailers. And you know, what I've realized, it's really brought home to me. I've always felt that money was energy, but I've realized mm. that when I spend 30 pounds on a pair of earrings at the lilac room down the road, Robin then spends that 30 pounds. Um, some of it will pay for his stock, but the other 15 pounds probably goes back into the community. And then where he spends it, that person also keeps that money circulating. So yes. it's kind of amplified. It keeps going. And then I just thought, you know what? I have a responsibility to spend some money to keep it all flowing. Tell me um, what words of comfort you might give small businesses, because I know you're such an advocate for that love of small. I, I, there's no question it's going to be really hard. And so much depends on how long this goes on for. The thing I would say to anybody, I loved what you said the other day um, with, is it Dave? And yeah. you said that you constantly have this voice, this little gnome on your shoulder going, no, give up, give up. And <laughs> yes. um, there are going to be some people who literally can't make it through. And the one mm. time of comfort I would say to them is that you have not failed. Nobody could have predicted what is happening. Um, but genuinely, I believe that the world is shifting on its axis. And it is, it is going to shift in the direction of brands that have, you know, values built into them and brands that have meaning and, and people doing the right thing. So I think you have to keep going as long as you can. You have to just flick the gnome off your shoulder, literally keep pushing one foot in front of the other, taking it one day at a time. We cannot plan anything because we don't know how long it's going to go on. And what I would say is that everybody's very understanding of that at the moment. Mm. You know, he's expecting you to have lots of answers. If you're a little business and it's taking you a while to get your products out to people, everyone's being so understanding. This is an extraordinary shared experience that every single one of us has gone through. And I think that that is going to make for an incredible bond between everybody. Yes. And we are all in this together. And what I've seen is that Whereas it was, there was a kind of very competitive spirit before all of this, a bit kind of, you know, dog eat dog kind of way of doing things. I'm seeing that people are much, much more supportive of one another. And I think that that is going to continue. I think we will see more collaborations. I think we will see more people, try, you know, more businesses trying to help each other because we've all experienced it. And it is going to bring us all together at the end of it, having had this unbelievable shared <laughs> moment in time. What words of comfort from Jo there. She really is the most wonderful lady with so much passion and energy. I know that I took on board the whole idea of self-care. We continuously have ourselves at the bottom of the list and quite frankly, that's needed mostly. But there has to be a time where we rise to the top. We are the Duracell batteries of our business. So it is actually strategic, if that makes you do it, to take care of the engine of your business. I know it helps me understand that it's not a nicety, it's a necessity. Now let's reflect on some happy news stories out there. 
I want to always shine a light on brilliant examples of community, creativity and just generally small businesses doing fantastic stuff. Every week I would like to include shout outs to brilliant businesses going above and beyond with wonderful colourful ideas and I'd love to hear more about them so do tag me on Instagram and I'll keep my eyes peeled. This week, Bubblegum Balloons created the most magical rainbow archway of balloons over the entrance of University College London Hospital. UCLH's lead cancer surgeon and her incredible team wanted to say thank you back to the public for all they're doing and to remind everyone that they're still there to treat and support you no matter what. Mims and family, who create the most magical products, went on a secret mission around their village, hiding their new lockdown lifestyle wooden spoon for people to find on their walks. Each one had a little message saying, if you find me, take me home and bake a cake. In Good Company is a curated street art project founded in Leeds that works to bring more art, fun and colour to the public realm. They've launched hashtag Posters for the People, a people-powered national poster campaign to say thank you to all the people who are keeping the nation running. They're taking over the streets of Leeds as well as filling Instagram with colourful messages of thanks. Last week, we talked about dear Captain Tom, who has now raised a staggering £28 million for the NHS by completing 100 laps of his garden before his 100th birthday. This story touched the hearts of so many, and he's so far received more than 65,000 birthday cards. And who saw the brilliant big night in on the BBC this week? I was laughing at Prince William's joke about not wearing any trousers for a Zoom call. And so far they have raised £27 million to support the coronavirus efforts. And finally, a woman and her children in Warwickshire are wearing a new costume every day for their daily exercise to help cheer people up. Harry Potter costumes have proved to be the most popular. I'm going to be spending much of the week ahead looking ahead, and I don't mean just the next few weeks. I listened to a podcast, The Daily, by the New York Times, and it really made me think about the long-term future and that there isn't going to be a single point where things return back to whatever normal is. But it will be slow and it will be a gradual process over a number of months and possibly years. So I'm taking all the advice that is being shared on SME SOS and really starting to look at what that means to all of us in business. Also, this week, I have more brilliant founders joining me on Instagram, including Petra, the founder of Curb. The changes her industry has gone through are monumental, so I'm really looking forward to hearing her thoughts and advice. And on Wednesday, I'll be joined by Jay Blades from the BBC's The Repair Shop. He's such a lovely man, so I'm really looking forward to speaking to him all about the power of craft, creativity and healing the mind. Before welcoming you all to my house for a virtual tea party on Friday where it's all about the kids this week. And before you go, can I ask a favour? I'd so appreciate it if you're able to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. By rating this podcast, it helps us increase our visibility and support and reach to so many other small businesses and founders. Can you help me spread the help we're providing? I'd so appreciate it. For now, have a fantastic week and always know I'm here to support you, your small businesses and your dreams.
I'd like to take this opportunity again to say thank you to NatWest Dell 3 and Royal Mail for helping us to bring this free podcast special to life. And finally, thank you to you because you're the wind beneath my wings and I want to wish you, your families and your business all the very best. Stay safe, stay in and I'm sending you all so much love. Bow your head and let your eyelids close on down Where we're going you won't need to bring your frown You will find that all the things that I have said Will come to when you are lying in your bed And if you want your friends to come